to another of Glastonbury Abbey's Spirituality Podcasts. I'm Nick Phillips and today we're going to be talking about the Divine Feminine in relation to the Abbey. I'm joined by Marion who lives and works in Glastonbury as a priestess of Bridget and is one of the organisers of the annual Goddess Conference that's hosted in the town. Hi Marion. Hi. Would you like to briefly introduce yourself? Yeah, well, you've already started to introduce Nailed it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I'm originally from the Netherlands and I moved here in 2009 um, to be a priestess. I, in the Netherlands, I was a lawyer, different lifetime. <laughs> and, um, and so, yeah, I've been building up my business here and um, walking with people. I walk a lot in the Abbey uh, with, uh, with people who come here from all, normally from yeah. all over the world. And uh, I teach the, the priestess of Bridget Bagantia training and, as you say, organize the Goddess Conference. So, uh, yeah, busy. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, on the surface, when looking at the history of a monastery like Glastonbury Abbey, it appears to be a very male-dominated space. Mm. Whilst this is generally true, women did play an important part in Abbey life. There were female patrons, pilgrims, servants, and residents in the almshouses. But also, holy women played an important part in the spiritual dimension of the abbey. We have female saints associated with the abbey, like Bridget and Mary Magdalene, and most famous of all, Mother Mary, who the uh, monks dedicated the Lady Chapel to um, where most of the pilgrim activity took place. Mm. Uh, Historical records say that the Lady Chapel was built upon the foundations of the old church, which burned to the ground in 1184, the spot where it's said that Christianity was first brought to this country. There's also a vernacular tradition that Christ himself came to these shores and founded the old church, dedicating it to his mother. There are even those that say St. Mary visited Glastonbury and died and was buried there. The Lady Chapel housed a miraculous statue of Mother Mary, doubly miraculous in that it was said to be the only thing that survived the fire of the old church unscathed, apart from human-like blisters on the wood, and also said to have come alive and moved about during a a rendition of the Salve Regina in the Lady Chapel in the 14th century. The statue disappeared during a dissolution, but another was unveiled in the local Catholic church in the 20th century. It's formed based upon a seal of Our Lady of Glastonbury from the Abbey, which in turn is is believed to have been inspired by the original statue. Marion, how would you interpret this high level of devotion to the Mother of God here over the centuries? Do you think it served to redress the balance for people psychologically and spiritually in a religion that primarily honours God as Father? Yes, it's interesting uh, Interesting that you also uh, call her Mother of God. I know yeah. that uh, in the Hail Mary, that's, that is uh, yeah. how it's said. Um, because often she's seen as the mother of Jesus. And I think that is very much about the balance. And uh, through the years when I did tours, not just here, but also going to the chat as well, but also just on the land here in Glastonbury, what I have found that um, 
the, the balance between the feminine and the masculine is, is very important in this land. You mm-hmm. have all kind of things like, you know, the, the, the Michael and the Mary line, the red and the white spring, and there's lots of things like that. So I'm not surprised that, um, that there is that, that yearning for that balance mm-hmm. to have a mother and a father figure, um, even in your spirituality. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also I also think that there's a, a deeper um, thing. I think the the land is seen as the goddess in the tradition that I work with, and um, so it's seen that we have goddess and god. So it's mother of god, but it's also a, a much more ancient tradition, and that um, that abbey was built here. And also near a spring, which is very often the mm. sacred place yes, of the in, feminine. Yeah, the the holy well in the in the in the chapel. chapel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Of I course, mean, it, it really is it is a, is a source of life, but also it is a, a yeah something that is there before and sacred places there before. And Christianity was honoring those places because I think Christianity in the beginning was very much an uh, a mixing, and I find it in my work with Bridget as well, a mixing of the old religion and the new religion coming mm-hmm. together. Thanks. Let's, uh, let's talk about Bridget, actually. Mm. Um, Glastonbury also has a tradition that it was visited by St. Bridget from Ireland, who um, supposedly was following in the footsteps of St. Patrick. The place where she dwelt for a time was an oratory at Bride's Mound, just outside of the town. Um, where there was a little satellite community from the Abbey. Her visit was recorded by William of Malmesbury in the 12th century at a time when the Abbey was amassing spiritual capital by claiming to hold the bones of many famous saints. Mm -hmm. Um, I find it interesting that they never claimed to have the body of Bridget, only her relics, which was a, a bag of her belongings that she left behind when she returned to Ireland. Um, was this whether they, there was too strong a claim elsewhere that she was buried? Um, it certainly didn't stop them with other saints. Um, I think the Abbey had quite a few disputes with uh, places <laughs> over, over the years of where the saints' remains were. Um, it's commonly believed, though, that Bridget the saint assimilated traits of the goddess Bridget, which makes her stories rather eventful and intriguing. Um, would you say there's any stories in particular where this crossover really stands out? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's, there's so many uh, stories of Saint Bridget, and um, in, it's funny because in my work, uh, I work primarily with the goddess, but you can't really separate the two. It's very, um, they're very interwoven, and actually, I think because there are so many uh, stories of Saint Bridget passed on through times it's actually that you can unravel a a lot of the stories and find out again what is underneath what is an older uh, belief system in in people Um, I also think just your other question about why why is she not claimed here to be buried I think the Irish have a very very strong claim on Bridget and uh, they have uh, you know said that she's buried there and, um, and the St. Bridget is so strong and so strong in her presence that an island, which was very much uh, a goddess place and a very old religion place, um, actually the people tr- uh, prefer to work with St. Bridget instead of mm. with the goddess Bridget. And I love, I love one of the stories that um, 
that springs to mind is the one the, where St. Bridget is weaving a Bridget cross um, at the, the death of a Druid. And the story is that uh, she is weaving the Bridget cross while she is praying for his soul. And just before he dies, he converts to Christianity. So I, um, when you unravel that, it's very much more uh, the, the weaving has got to do with the weaving of the worlds and the underworld and the, and the other worlds. And so um, they, they just change things. And I, I don't mind because it's very, it's a good source. And mm. it has given a lot of people a lot of solace, which I think is the same for saints and for goddess, which is, I think, a very important thing to do. Yeah. Do, do you think then the, that the saint being associated with Glastonbury is why the goddess Bridget is so popular here in, um, for goddess worshippers as part of the whole Glastonbury landscape? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I think... It's a bit chicken and egg thing, isn't it? <laughs> I think, again, the, the, the stories of St. Bridget that have passed on uh, give you some substance to mm -hmm. Goddess Bridget more than maybe other goddesses whose names are forgotten through the times. Yes. So definitely that. But I think there's definitely an older, uh, an older place of Bridget. There's the link with the swan, which is the, the shape of the landscape which is the, the symbol of, of uh, Bridget, one of the main uh, animals of Goddess Bridget. And I think she was the great Celtic goddess. So I think um, people who have been here and passed on traditions, especially mm -hmm. in, the, in the spiritual, uh, not so much the Christianity, but spiritual. Um, I think that they both are here at the same time yeah. for me. They, they, for me, as I said, there is no separation in in the story it's in in the energy there's no uh, separation in energy it's only the stories that are different uh, from a different angle <laughs> okay now let's um talk about mary magdalene um, mary magdalene doesn't really feature a lot in the medieval legends of the abbey mm. but she has a lot of local associations there's magdalene street that the abbey is located on and there's the 13th century Magdalene Hospital and almshouses across from the Abbey that house 10 men. She features in the 2009 frescoes in St. Patrick's Chapel at the Abbey, which were painted in a medieval style. Um, her image takes up most of one wall, where she's shown with the uh, seven demons being cast out of her. She's uh, quite a complex figure, and we're not, we're not sure um, if different biblical women with the name Mary have been conflated into one. She's often called the woman with the alabaster jar, the woman who anointed the feet of Christ. But some people believe uh, that might have been Mary of Bethany, a separate person. Uh, despite Mary Magdalene not featuring in the medieval legends of the Abbey, she seems popular today with people visiting the town, especially those on goddess-related pilgrimages. What do you think about this? <laughs> well, I think it, it, we go back to where we talked about before. I think it is very much about the coming together of the feminine and the masculine. Mm -hmm. And uh, Christianity is so uh, focused on all the, the stories of Jesus. And I think over the years and with the finds of, um, I can never say exactly the, <laughs> where they were found, those, uh, those secret uh, manuscripts uh, about Mary Magdalene. Mm. Um, 
it's just come more to the forefront that those yes. two energies were, were actually the feminine and masculine of the same energy, but you know, as the Christ energy of uh, you know that that um, yeah. So they hold, they both hold that same part. Like you say, Mary, she could hold the 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 goddess part of uh, next to God, and Mary Magdalene holds that energy next to Jesus. And I think people are looking for that, mm-hmm. and they are looking for something that they recognize themselves in. And uh, yeah, I in think Mary Magdalene. Do you think? Sorry. In her humanity. In humanity, yes. Yeah. And and this is the thing, of course, that you know Mary Magdalene has a human story, Jesus has a human story. And so they, people love to, to um, yeah, to um, recognize themselves in, the, in those mm-hmm. stories. There's definitely been a resurgence of interest in her, I'd say. Uh, it seems to be the case that due to her somewhat subversive nature, <laughs> she appeals to those wanting to reclaim the divine feminine at traditionally Christian sites, which have a history of being male-dominated yeah. spaces. Uh, this occurs at Saint-Balm in uh, southern France, which is a Christian basilica uh, that's said to house Mary Magdalene's relics, but one that attracts many pilgrimages designed to tap into the earth energy of the place and connect with the divine feminine. Mm. Uh, a lot of the modern goddess literature focuses on the importance of the land, you've already mentioned this, yeah. and the energies inherent in it for connecting to the earth mother and this is no different for the Abbey as part of the Glastonbury landscape that includes the Tor and the various surrounding hills. In your experience, when goddess worshippers come to the Abbey, is it the land itself and the abundance of nature that's appealing, or is it more to do with the place absorbing all this mother worship over the centuries and giving it this sort of spiritual atmosphere? I think there's, there's many. I always say there's like three stories uh, of Glastonbury. And one is the, the ancient one, is, is the goddess one, which is underneath everything. Then uh, there is Christianity. And then there is all the Arthur legends as well. We haven't even of talked course, about yeah. that. And I think uh, all those are uh, stories that attract um, the people who are pagan or um, from yeah, not Christian uh, backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think it is, the land is very much part of that. I mean, the, they have the... The, the ley lines, as I said before, the mm-hmm. Michael and the Mary ley line or the, what we call the red and the, and the white dragon line. And they run straight through the abbey. So mm-hmm. that is definitely an energy to, to work with here. And um, they run through the center of, uh, of the, the high altar. So, I mean, I, I, Christianity, mm-hmm. uh, they knew what they were doing. They knew that the energies they were working with were were strong energy so that, and they have just encapsulated them in in what mm-hmm. they were doing so also i said also the well i think is a very important place for, for so yeah when you're bringing people on walks into the abbey do you find what is the, the sort of the main focus for those yeah is it, is it those spots the well the altar yeah and, and they are exactly the, the the things that we have talked about yeah. today it's, it's like you go to the lady chapel let's feel the energy there go to the well um, there's a whole story. You say there's this six demons in the in St Patrick Chapel. There's a whole story around that that uh, mm-hmm. tells you people are interested in Mary Magdalene, and uh, of course I will always bring in Bridget as well. Yeah. But yeah, it is, and I think mostly the 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 lands what it offers around the monastic uh, buildings 
is is actually the energy and, and the rest is of the it's just beautiful to walk yeah so there's a lot of space yes. to explore here yeah and i think also the uh, the orchard as you know the orchards yes. are very important to uh, to avalon so and that is very also a place where people go there so i think it is a it's a mixture of all we have talked about uh, the lady chapel bridget's work and mary Magdalene, and then the energies of the land yeah okay well thanks i think that's all we've got time for today uh, thank you for coming in and thank you for listening thank you very much for asking me this has been a glastonbury abbey podcast glastonbury abbey is an independent charity you can support us by visiting becoming a member or donating via our website glastonburyabbey.com <laughs>